The following podcast is for information purposes only and is not suitable for retail investors. Hello and welcome to this week's Chart of the Week podcast. Today is Thursday the 15th of December and for the final Chart of the Week podcast of the year, I am once again joined by Lorenzo Laposta. Lorenzo, this week I was looking at the returns of U.S. Treasuries over the year. What can you tell me about those? Well, Ben, uh, thanks very much for having me once more. Um, and, um, you know, glad that uh, we're getting into a holiday period because, honestly, it's been an exhausting year from a financial markets perspective. Even bonds that um, typically are a um, stable asset class uh, and, uh, you know, yield stable returns with lower volatility and lower risk um, have actually performed pretty, um, you know, in a pretty volatile manner this year, uh, a lot more than we would expect. You know, to, to just to give you some numbers, um, bonds over the last 45 years have returned on average um, some 7% uh, per annum, which is a pretty high number, especially compared to what um, we've been used to uh, over the past two years uh, in the era of um, low interest rates and, um, and cheap money. Uh, but uh, going back to you know the 78 when we started recording um, these um, yearly returns, um, the range of yearly returns uh, is quite broad. Uh, the highest return on record we have um, was 1982, where US Treasuries returned about 28% throughout the year. Um, and uh, the lowest yearly return up to, uh, well, actually 2021, had only been 2009 with a fall of about 4% um, over the year. So, you know, 4 to minus 4 to plus 28, it's quite a wide range, um, but it doesn't even compare to the worst year on, uh, on records, actually. Um, that was 1931, um, so about uh, 90 years ago or so, where bonds uh, fell by 15% over the year. Um, why am I telling you all this? Uh, because this year has been extreme. Uh, as I mentioned at the start, and bonds have lost about 12% as of yesterday um, on a year-to-date basis. And actually, um, if you look back um, at the start of October, bonds were down about 15 or 16%. Um, so we are by far um, the worst year over the last um, 50 uh, that we have on, um, on that we have looked at, uh, and we're very close to um, the absolute worst year uh, 1931 as mentioned earlier okay so what does this difficult year for bonds mean for investors in general well you know bonds um, are one asset class but they tend to drive returns in all other asset classes um, as well um, not bonds themselves but interest rates which obviously are the basis of uh, of bond investments uh, but they have also a very strong impact on all other asset classes. Um, equities have fallen in tandem with bonds, um, despite usually, um, you know, you expect a sort of negative or low correlation between the two asset classes, as high inflation um, deteriorated the outlook for, for global equities and higher interest rates damaged both bond pricing as well as uh, um, equity pricing. Real assets that typically benefit from a high inflation um, have declined in value as well. Um, maybe less so than global equities, um, but um, ultimately the high interest rates took a toll on them uh, too. And even commodities that started the year 
with record levels of performance have actually fallen back to just above average levels. Um, this year has been honestly um, extraordinary, uh, not in a nice way, unfortunately, but uh, you know, price fluctuations um, come and go as um, economies and financial markets suffer uh, shocks uh, from various sources and uh, um, that typically trigger a variety of, um, of responses. And although this year has been extremely difficult, then there has been no hiding place for multi-asset investors. Um, we got to look forward. We got to think what's ahead of us rather than behind. And um, ahead of us, actually, we, uh, we see a lot of um, better news, let's say, because the starting yields for global bonds today is significantly higher than it was a year ago, um, which means that if things uh, don't move much from when they are today, investors can um, clip um, three, four percent more in global bonds than they used to do up to up to a year ago, and also um, global equities, thanks to the falls they suffered, they um, trade today at very interesting valuation um, numbers, um, a lot better uh, than they used to do, um, you know, post pandemic after the big uh, um, monetary uh, and fiscal easing that governments and central banks pushed to stimulate economies after uh, lockdowns. Um, so the outlook is actually quite positive for um, the next few years. We don't think that um, everything is going to be just straight line up. It almost never is, especially with higher risk investments. And we still think that there is some volatility to come ahead of us. But um, with a midterm uh, perspective, you don't have to wait 20 years. You know, I'm talking about uh, uh, the next three to five years, we expect things to be um, a lot better and we expect returns over that time period to be um, quite good actually as a starting point today looks very very attractive. Thanks for the insight Lorenzo, looking forward to talking next year. Well thank you Ben, uh, thanks for having me uh, for the last few months and uh, as you say um, see you in 2023. For professional advisors only the views expressed are those of Momentum Global Investment Management at the time of recording and are subject to change without notice. Momentum Global Investment Management has used all reasonable efforts to ensure the accuracy of the information contained in this communication, but we cannot guarantee the reliability, completeness or accuracy of the content. This podcast is for information purposes only and does not constitute investment advice or an offer or solicitation to buy or sell. Momentum Global Investment Management Company registration number 37330094 has its registered office at the Rex Building, 62 Queen Street, London, EC4R1EB. Momentum Global Investment Management Limited is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority in the United Kingdom, registration number 232357, and is exempt from the requirements of Section 71 of the Financial Advisory and Intermediary Services Act 37 of 2002 in South Africa. In terms of the FSCA FAIS Notice 141 of 2021, published on 15th December 2021. For complaint relating to Momentum Global Investment Management's financial services, please contact distribution services at momentum.co.uk. Your capital is at risk.